When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. The question still remains, how mad do you have to be before you walk out of the house and go on a 280-mile walk because you're angry at your wife? Now, the story is back from 2020. And you know, everyone remembers the guy who was fined by authorities in Italy because he broke curfew during the pandemic. He said, hey, the, uh, the officers that arrested him said, hey, I came here on foot. I didn't use any transport. And along the way, I met people who offered me food and drinks. And, uh, you know, everything was everything was supposed to be fine. He just was so angry at his wife. He said, I'm okay, I'm just a little tired. My problem with this is, is that he got so mad with his wife that he left and went for a walk and he walked for 280 miles. <laughs> now I get the I gotta leave, I'm so angry, or the wife is mad and she leaves, doors slam, you drive around for a while, maybe you go to a bar, Maybe you just sit in your car in the driveway and cool down. But to be so angry with your spouse that you walk out the door and you just continue to walk away 280 miles. And he would have gone farther, except that he broke curfew during the pandemic and then, you know, got busted by authorities and then, you know, forced to go back to the wife be interesting to find out exactly if that couple is still together but for now we just have the question how mad do you have to be to walk out of the house and continue walking for 280 miles we don't even know what he was mad about and i don't know i mean what did she not make dinner did he come home and dinner wasn't made and that made him so angry that he left and he walked for 280 miles? I honestly, I don't know that my spouse, my wife, uh, could make me mad. In fact, I know. I know for a fact. There is nothing that could make me angry enough to walk 280 miles. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that could make me happy enough to walk 280 miles. But we don't know why he was so angry and that made him walk 280 miles that's the question and uh, i don't know that it'll ever be answered if you know this man uh, in italy if he still lives in italy uh reach out to me chewing the fat at the blaze.com love to know how everything is going welcome welcome to chewing the fat <laughs> So, this is going to come as a surprise. I do a lot of thinking about food. And I do a lot of thinking about restaurants. I know. I know. Sit down. Take a break. And realize I know what a shock it is. So, I'm looking at the list of the top 
fast food restaurants in the United States. And there I see a list, and I, I love these lists. Uh, so they have the top 30 uh, fast food restaurants in the United States. And, uh, you know, it just starts with Bojangles. They have 749 locations. And Culver's has 785. And Whataburger has 833 locations. And, I mean, people in Texas love Whataburger. Real, I mean, people from Texas think Whataburger is the place of record. It is not, but I digress. Uh, Zaxby's, 933 locations. Carl's Jr. has a little over 1,000. Then they have Wingstop on the list at 1,299, but no Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is just under that at 1278. I mean, if you're going to put Wingstop in the fast food restaurant list, you got to have Buffalo Wild Wings on there, right? So this is like 31, actually. Bojangles will be off the list if you put Buffalo Wild Wings on there. Five Guys has 1350. Hardee's, 1798. Uh, Panera Bread, 2138. Is that a fast food restaurant? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Panda Express, 2,195 locations. Jack in the Box, uh, 2244 Popeyes 2485 Chick-fil-A has 2613 I would have guessed more uh, Chipotle has uh, 2643 their 17th Jimmy John's uh, 2763 Papa John's a lot of pizza a lot of pizza on the list uh, 15 11 8 7 so you got uh, Papa John's at 15 with 3,009, then you have Little Caesars at 11, with 4,203, then you have Domino's, 6,218, Pizza Hut at 6,873, so a lot of pizza happening on the list. Uh, then we have, you know, Arby's, 3,407, Sonic, 3,496, and it's, I guess it's it's not just Sonic, Jeff, it's Sonic Drive-In, okay, fine. Uh, KFC has a little over 4,000. You're looking at Dairy Queens, 4,437 Dairy Queens. Interesting. Uh, Wendy's, 5,868. Wow. Burger King, 7,114 Burger Kings. Just below Taco Bell's at 7,118. Dunkin'. We're considering Dunkin' a fast food place. Okay. 9,563 locations of Dunkin'. McDonald's. 13,651 locations. And that, again, is, you know, these are just United States numbers. Uh, then Starbucks. I mean, you put Duncan in, so you have to put Starbucks in. 15,350 Starbucks locations. And the number one fast food restaurant who has the most locations in the United States. Say it with me now. Subway. That's right. 23,450. 94. I got to thinking about this list because this is how uh, my stupid brain works. I see a story from uh, Clifton, Texas. It's in uh, you know DFW, uh, where police arrested ten individuals who were selling meth out of a Dairy Queen. <laughs> so apparently, uh, you know, people are calling this Operation Blizzard. <laughs> Should have the canon music. Uh, tonight's episode, Math Operation Blizzard. And uh, so, you know, I look, I get it. Uh, Dairy Queens have 4,437. The reason it got me thinking about how many locations they have is I wonder how many locations this actually takes place in, not just in Dairy Queens. 
obviously. But how many of these restaurants, the subways, there's 23,494? Gotta be. Uh, gotta be some drugs being sold out of those locations. Am I right? Oh, you know I am. So I'm surprised these people, you know, obviously they probably the individuals working at this particular Dairy Queen uh, may have been using their product. So, uh, you know, that's how they ended up getting caught. They busted, if they busted 10 people selling meth out of a Dairy Queen, (laughs) cars rode up around the block and uh, the manager's like, hey, uh, we only sold one blizzard today. How come all these people are in line? No reason. And maybe that's why the manager started selling meth out of the old Dairy Queen. Uh, you know, times are tough and uh, trying to make a living. And uh, you have to, you know, you can't get your meth without buying a blizzard. Operation Blizzard. Speaking of food, then I see a story from Jessica Beale, the actress, who apparently shared tips on her unique shower habits. Now, if I stopped right there, I could be a fan of this story. Uh, Jessica Beale and her unique shower habits. Yes, Jessica, tell me what they are. Let me know. However, it goes on to talk about how she is advocating for shower eating movement. No, baby. No, honey, we don't need that. In her TikTok, uh, she discussed enjoying snacks like cereal and popsicles during bath time and offered rules for for shower eating, emphasizing the need for a ledge to place items on. (laughs) No, honey. No, no, no. We do not need to be eating... Well, we do not need to be eating food in the shower. Uh, Stop. It's okay. I mean, I I tell you, I'm not quite sure I understand the the mindset. There's nothing I could enjoy more than just eating a nice hot bowl of I don't know what in the shower. Because why would you do that? Why would you want to? You're going to eat a sandwich and have it all soggy with shampoo and soap i mean even my man quinn Pittman's goat soap come on now as much as i'm a fan of the old qpgoatsoap.com uh i don't want to have it on my tuna sandwich sorry about it you know you would hope that jessica's just trying to be funny on the old tiktok channel but i feel like she's not and that is a little disconcerting I'm surprised that she's not talking about the latest TikTok trend. And maybe she is. Maybe I need to get a TikTok uh, account and so I can go in and see what Jessica Beale is talking about it because, geez, that's my life. Apparently, uh, deep fried toothpicks are the latest TikTok food trend. And uh, so maybe Jessica should be talking about that. Maybe she could talk about how deep-fried toothpicks taste in the shower. I don't know. South Korean health officials are warning the public not to eat deep-fried toothpicks. Really? We had to... <laughs> you know what? I'm going to deep-fry some toothpicks. How about people, everybody, eat them? So this is not a product to eat, according to the Asian nation... According to the... Asian Nations Ministry of Food and Drug Safety. Okay. That's uh, apparently they wrote a recent PSA and uh, 
<laughs> said that the deep fried toothpicks, their safety has not been verified. Er, thank you. So the bizarre pastime involves frying the uh, oral hygiene accessories in oil. So they puff up and corkscrew in the pan like uh, curly fries. And uh, <laughs> then you put a little cheese on them and some other seasonings and then you eat them. Yum, yum. Man, they are doing everything to get us away from food, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, so one uh, YouTube uh, creator uh, said that uh, their flavor is similar to rice cakes. And man, who doesn't love a good rice cake from time to time? Am I right? So I don't know. Just I'm surprised that uh, Jessica isn't talking about the new, you know, deep fried toothpicks wow that sounds wonderful so if you're traveling to south korea uh you may think to yourself well if i'm going to travel to south korea i may have to try you know the food of the of the area of the nation of course you want to eat the delicacies that every country has when you travel and uh you end up with deep fried toothpicks wow that means you may need some drugs so if you're traveling you may want to have your own jace medical case to bring along uh you can go to jacemedical.com and uh, get the uh, jace case uh, for the medicines you need you can bring along on your trip to uh, south korea or wherever you're going uh you know look we would think that if you're traveling in another country you need drugs but the the problem is right here in the united states of america as well drug shortages hit a record high causing severe disruptions in medical treatments there are delays treatment cancellations and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications even drugs as important as the antibiotic amoxicillin are in short supply right now along with 294 others doctors are even saying they've been forced to make impossible choices including choosing which patients will be prioritized to receive potentially curative therapy it's actually an embarrassment but it's best to be prepared and that's why you need a jace case it's a personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections you know like the ones you may get by eating fried toothpicks and uh, jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings uh they've even added ivermectin as an option in the jace case plus now you can buy a gift card for your family or loved ones so if a fa someone in your family or one of your loved ones is traveling to south korea and you could say hey uh maybe you ought to get a jace case before you head over there and have your fried toothpicks so get them their own personalized jace case or just at least give them the gift card so they can get their own everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during uh, the unexpected go to jacemedical.com today enter the code jeffy j-e-f-f-y at checkout for a discount on your order promo code jeffy j-e-f-f-y at jacemedical.com jace j-a-s-e medical.com all right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'd like to thank Amazon for adding commercials to my viewing time. Man, am I thankful to them. So yesterday, they started their new prime video showing ads program and when you logged into prime it said hey you can pay two dollars and 99 cents more a month and do without ads or you can just continue to watch and your shows that you watch will have ads in them now i did not click on paying the two dollars and 99 cents more a month According to experts, they predict that only about a third of subscribers will shell out the extra money to avoid commercials. I guess uh, Jeff Bezos needs some more money. So good for them. I mean, they've tied it into the Amazon Prime delivery service and their films and their shows. So now they want a little bit more money. Uh, not real sure why. I mean, I know why, but uh, we have to generate Uh, more money and they plan on generating at least five billion dollars more a year (laughs) i just want to thank them thank you so much because everyone wants to charge me more money for any kind of product or service that they're doing for me and i appreciate it i appreciate it because i want to be charged more for everything oh man I, i i ask people sometimes hey are you sure that's it You don't need any more money from me. Maybe you can be, I don't know, use Netflix as your bellwether because Netflix has decided that, you know what? Our lowest cost plan that doesn't include advertising. You know what? We got to get rid of that. (laughs) We got to get rid of that. We got to drive people to the ad supported plan. So if you have a, you know, one of the lowest cost plans that uh, includes no commercials. Yeah, that's going to go away. Oh, okay, good. I'm really happy to see that. And I will say I watched, uh, I've been going through and watching, you know, I, I watched a number of shows uh, through Prime. And uh, so they're 15 minute ads, or at least that's what it started out to be. They give you a 15 minute ad when you go to a new episode. And then inside the episode, they gave me a 15 minute ad. I thought it was supposed to be targeted at me, uh, but I got Liberty Insurance commercials. So, okay, maybe maybe they know something I don't. And I'm sure that they do. That's what made the advertisers so happy that Prime was going to start doing commercials because they have the customer data. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we all buy things from Amazon Prime, our uh, Amazon Prime membership. So they have our buying history so they can target commercials. I'm sorry, they can target their ads uh, to customers that will bring a higher return on their marketing spend. So that's good. And that information, I'm sure, I you know, I I wonder how much Amazon sells the customer data to say Netflix or Disney Plus or anyone for that matter. I wonder how much that brings in for Amazon. Oh, nothing. Nothing. They there's no way that they 
you know, sell that information. Right. And I saw where Amazon is going to have to pay out, uh, I don't know, $100 million. Okay, it's only $94 million. Okay, sorry, it's not $100 million. Uh, they were going to buy out uh, iRobot, right? The robotics maker of uh, Roomba. And so amid all the regulatory scrutiny in Europe, they said, yeah, no, you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to buy it anymore. And we have to pay a termination fee of $94 million. Yeah, you know, here's $94 million. Sorry, we're not going to buy you anymore. So iRobot now says that they're laying off 31% of the workers. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, EU regulators were worried that Amazon would rig the marketplace searches for robotic vacuums. That wouldn't happen. Are you out of your minds? Uh, so uh, they, uh, you know, they were worried that uh, the Roombas would be delisting competing products. Well, duh. Meanwhile, uh, in the U.S., uh, the FTC has feared that Amazon could gather an alarming level of personal information if it controls too much of the smart home market. Uh, you think? So Roombas, the new Roombas, can map a house layout, size, and furniture. <laughs> Is that helpful? To the data and marketers? Yeah, I guess. Uh, they also, uh, Amazon has footholds in Alexa. They have footholds in uh, Ring. And they have footholds in One Medical, the healthcare. And they have footholds in Wi-Fi. So Amazon uh, will be ruling the world very, very soon. I know that's what uh, the EU and uh, the US, uh, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission are trying to uh, trying to evolve and not let that happen. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. I don't know why I saw a story, speaking of Amazon, I saw where Jeff's ex-wife, the first wife, Mackenzie, sold a boatload of stock this year. Man, I would not be selling Amazon stock. I mean, Jeff is trying to find ways to pay for his girlfriend. I'm sorry, fiance. And uh, he's got uh, he's got yachts and helicopters and and uh, plastic surgery to pay for for her. So he's going to be finding more and more ways to uh, milk the world of money. You can count on that. So if you have as much stock as Mackenzie has, I wouldn't recommend selling it. Now, she did say that she was going to give it all away. Uh, she wasn't going to leave it uh, to the kids. So if she wants to give some of it away, uh, email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, Mackenzie, and I am here for you, okay? I will help you uh, shed the weight of that money that you have from that first marriage of yours. And I know how, I know how difficult it is for you to carry around that weight. So just give it to me i'm used to carrying around extra weight i'll be happy to add some more you can direct message me on x as well at jeffy jfr mckenzie I'm, I'm here for you there as well or maybe you know facebook or instagram jeff fisher radio uh you can reach out on my youtube channel as well chewing the fat with jeff fisher so any of those ways you can reach out and let me know uh how to you know take that weight of the that much money off of you. I'm happy to help. Always be here for you. Okay? No problem. I mean, I did win the lotto uh, the other day. So I didn't win the jackpot. No one won. Uh, you know, the Mega Millions drawing us tonight. That's $311 million. Powerball was last night. Uh, no one won. So it's now up to $188 million. 
that next drawing is Wednesday. But uh, last week, I won uh, the Powerball, the last Powerball drawing, uh, the one before last. Uh, I won, yeah, now hear me out, $8. So, Mackenzie, you know what? I'll tell you what, whatever amount you're thinking of giving me, go ahead and deduct $8 because I did win some Powerball money. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm here to help. I am here to help. So who died today? Who died today? And Scott Mamaday. And I know you're saying, wait, M. Scott Mamaday, who is that? Well, he was a Pulitzer Prize winning storyteller, poet, educator, and folklorist whose debut novel, House Made of Dawn, is widely credited as the starting point for contemporary Native American literature. Yeah. So why don't you just... You should know who N. Scott Mamaday is. He has passed away at the age of 89. Now, apparently, I know, don't look at me like that, because uh, it doesn't say that at all. He died at his home in Santa Fe, New Mexico. He had been in failing health. So there. <laughs> Couldn't have been that. Otherwise, they would have, they would have said it. Uh, he had an, actually had an extraordinary life, and his housemate of Don was uh, tells the of a World War II soldier who returns home and struggles to fit back in. Uh, in this case, home is the native uh, native community in rural New Mexico, and that's you know where he grew up and uh, it told the conflicts between the ways of his ancestors and the risks and possibilities of the outside world. He even said that uh, he had struggled, you know, going back and forth between both worlds, and it's made for confusion and richness in his life. Now, I found it interesting that he was, we know him as N. Scott Mamaday. N. Scott Mamaday. But this must have been a struggle for him since he was born Navare Scott Mamamedade. You heard me. Mamedade. M-A-M-M-E-D-A-T-Y. In uh, Lawton, Oklahoma, as a member of the Kiowa tribe. Uh, So, rest in peace to N. Scott Mamaday. Dead at the age of 89. So the company behind the global recall of sleep apnea machines. So there's been a global recall of these sleep apnea machines from uh, device maker Philips. Uh, they've recalled more than 5 million pressurized breathing machines. But uh, they went ahead and uh, they've decided under a tentative agreement with regulators. You were just going to go ahead and stop selling the machines. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, in the U.S.? Yeah, you're not going to be able to buy them anymore. Why? Does that mean that everything is okay? Well, no, not really. Uh, The risks uh, that their internal foam can break down over time, leading users to inhale tiny particles and fumes while they sleep. Is that a problem? (laughs) Apparently it is. Apparently it is. Now, we first found out about this way back in 2021. And we've tried to repair and replace machines, and it just keeps dragging on and on. So the U.S. and some other countries uh, said, uh, you know what? Uh, 
maybe we ought to just not sell these for a while until you get this fixed up so the dutch manufacturing giant said yeah all right fine uh we'll stop uh we'll stop selling them in the united states and some of your other countries as well yes we'll still continue servicing them uh, we won't sell the new ones until we have corrective actions made, okay? It's only going to cost us, I don't know, $400 million. <laughs> They've set aside, I'm sorry. They've set aside $393 million for operational changes and upgrades needed to comply. So, if you have a Philips sleep apnea machine and you're unaware of the recall, uh, I would uh, I would put a new, make sure you put some new foam in. before you uh, use it anymore otherwise you could be inhaling tiny particles and fumes while you sleep and i don't recommend that oh i should add uh, this is another who died today who died today uh a homeless man named clinton dorsey uh so he's dead it doesn't give an age of the homeless man clinton dorsey we just know his name he was he lived in the woods across from this uh this lady's house in florida Uh, a man named travis mcbride who was an anger management therapist uh killed the homeless guy so whatever therapy whatever program he was working on uh didn't work if you were a patient of travis mcbride and his anger management therapy group perhaps you need to find a new therapist he uh, apparently the homeless guy clinton dorsey had allegedly put glass in travis mcbride's dog's water dish he said that he was going to kill dorsey when he found him and he did uh so i I don't know if that story is even true but i mean no one wants you know i'm not recommending putting glass in anybody's dog's water dish maybe the homeless guy had had enough maybe the dog was attacking him i that doesn't mean that it gave him the right to hurt the dog but uh, multiple people said they saw him drag the body across the road throw it in his trunk he was arrested and charged with first degree murder he's being held without bond now the funny thing is about uh, mr mcbride uh, the anger management therapist uh, according to court records way back in 2017 uh, mcbride was arrested and accused of strangling a relative because of the way they handled one of his dogs see he just loves his dog so much he can't help himself he managed apparently to avoid uh, conviction and jail time after agreeing to complete at least six months of counseling and didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> it did not take so rest in peace to clinton dorsey the homeless guy living in the woods or who was living in the woods who should not have messed with travis mcbride's dogs <laughs> this, i guess this is another who died today although uh you know it's kind of a well, this is a weird 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 case so there's a memphis dj uh named slick rick all right no affiliation to the rapper slick rick his name is his real name is rick buchanan and uh he was found in his home decapitated so because it should be who died today slick rick at the age of 59 
dead. Rest in peace. Now, police say there are no signs of foul play in terms of how he died. They are still investigating. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, his brother found him in the house and uh, he was decapitated. He had his pants pulled down around his legs. He had his keys still in his hands. Apparently, the front door was locked. The back door was wide open. Uh, the iron one iron door was open. Uh, the neighbor called the brother and said, uh, yeah, I don't think anything uh, is going on over there. Something is weird happening. The back door is wide open and uh, the dog's in the yard. So uh, then they called 911 and there were things that didn't add up. And who, what the brother called weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, your brother was uh, decapitated. So we don't know what the circumstances were. Maybe Memphis has got a mad decapitator running around and so i would uh you know be careful uh we don't know what happened we don't know uh what's going on they've set up a gofundme campaign if you'd like to help out with the funeral expenses for slick rick you can find that uh you can find that and help out they've raised uh over four thousand so far as last updated I, I don't know where it's at right now he raised a lot of money for people around memphis over the years so it'd be good for the you know, the people of Memphis, the Memphians, to uh, give back to Slick Rick. But uh, Slick Rick, uh, decapitated, dead, rest in peace, the age of 59. I'm not a detective. I like to play one, but I'm not a detective. But I'm guessing that someone decapitated, there is foul play involved. Uh, most people do not end their life by decapitating themselves. I know. I know. Like I said, I'm not a detective. I just play one on this show. You see the commercial for Apple's VR headsets? Uh, They're on the way. I know that uh, they're supposed to be out this week, I believe. Friday uh, is the when they're supposed to be available. I I don't know. They began. Pre-orders are already out. $3,500. Spatial computing devices. Okay. Uh, They sold out almost immediately. Uh, They plan to ship 300 to 400,000 units this year. The commercials show the, uh, the headsets going on. And you'll be able to go from, uh, you know, real life to virtual reality almost instantaneously. I, I, I got to tell you, uh, why wear that big Vision Pro headset? Just do what I've said all along. Wear a helmet. If the technology is there for you to go from reality to virtual almost instantaneously and you still want to be able to see reality, uh, then use a helmet and wear the helmet so you have a bigger screen than having this Vision Pro headset over your face. But man, it looked really cool. (laughs) I will say that. It did look cool. I would much rather have a helmet on than wear that stupid Vision Pro headset on. And so I wish someone... I've told... I've been telling you for years to make it a helmet. You didn't listen. You still aren't listening. Maybe I should just, you know, develop one myself. Yeah, that's going to happen. Okay, so I want to (laughs) know, my question is, why do we care? 
Okay. Uh, former U.S. Air Force officer and commercial real estate investor Tony Romeo believes that he's found Amelia Earhart's lost plane 87 years after she disappeared with it in the Pacific Ocean. So, <laughs> I don't know why we care. I just, I, I don't understand. So, the possible discovery came after Romero, the CEO of Deep Sea Vision, sold commercial real estate to fund his $11 million expedition to search for the plane. In September, he set off with a 16-person team and began to collect sonar data across 5,200 square miles of the ocean floor using a high-tech autonomous submersible. Uh, okay, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. It's, uh, you know, we've, I, I think we've used some of that technology before in plane crashes and such. 90 days into the journey, they looked through the submersible's data and found a blurry outline of what they say appears to be Earhart's uh, Lockheed 10E Electra near Howland Island, halfway between Australia and Hawaii. Now, here's the thing. Nothing has been confirmed yet. <laughs> <laughs> now the location i guess was consistent with historical data his team plans to return to the suspected location to get evidence if it is then he wants to get it out of there and give it to the smithsonian i mean it they covered all this land and then they went back and they had to study all the all the data and now they think now they got to go back again so okay now there's been at least six other private trips by other explorers seeking to recover the plane since her pioneering flight abruptly ended in 1937 and uh i mean they've had they spent millions trying to find this stupid plane and amelia why it's over it's been 87 years i don't care we don't care do we do you let me let me ask you seriously tomorrow they say hey we're bringing up amelia's plane and we're giving it to the smithsonian are you gonna go out of your way well that's you probably yes if they bring it up and i'm answering my own question if they bring it up and, and they put it you know you're gonna want to see it yeah you are gonna want to see it that having been said if they never find it i mean we're spending millions of dollars to find it i really i don't understand that and he's spending millions of dollars to find it and he's going to give it to the smithsonian no no thank you uh smithsonian you can have it after people pay a lot of money to come and see it because i got to make my money back that's how much i care about history well amelia Earhart history and she's gone we lost her move on i mean i do care about our soldiers being killed and wounded overseas they've identified the three slain soldiers and they've raised the number of wounded u.s troops to at least 47 roughly 350 u.s military personnel were deployed at the base at the time u.s officials believe iran-backed uh iran-backed uh, militants are behind the jordan strike and iran denies being involved huh this is a couple of things that really threw me in this story. Uh, I tried to stay away from this stuff on this show, I know, but it's really kind of irking me uh, that we're going to get into a war and it's just into another war. Uh, just amazing. At least 165 attacks on U.S. troops, 98 in Syria, 
66 in Iraq and this one in Jordan have occurred since the Israel-Hamas war began in October. Okay, so how did it happen? Well, the U.S. officials said, you know, our air defenses, we failed to intercept a weekend drone strike in northeast Jordan that killed three U.S. troops, three US troops uh, because, while well, the incoming drone was mistaken for an American one. Yeah, we didn't know. A U.S. drone had been scheduled to return to the base, and we figured, hey, that's ours. It's coming back to Tower 22, and it was on a surveillance mission at the same time, and now we figured it was ours, and, and it wasn't. <laughs> Man, wow, are we dumb. I, that, really, that really irks me. Uh, that, uh, that shows some of the, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, rest in peace to our slain soldiers. Bless their, bless their hearts and their families, and all the other troops that were wounded. Uh, you know, I don't wish that on anyone. But uh, maybe maybe we don't, uh, we don't need Tower 22. Maybe we don't need that. Maybe we get out of there. I mean, you've already screwed up Afghanistan, and now we're screwing up this. I, I just, I got to stop. Otherwise, I'll, I'll get angry. And I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be angry. Okay? So I'm just going to leave you with the joke of the day. I don't want to be angry. <laughs> Although this is something I could be angry about. It's a joke, but it's also, you know, kind of factual. Aren't most jokes, Jeff? Yes, they are. Uh, it asked a question, and I could be angry at the answer. Why must I prove that I am me to pay my bills over the phone? Do strangers call to pay my bills? And if they do, why don't you let them? That is an excellent question. It's an excellent point. And it could make one angry. So I'm just going to walk away. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.